Hello, and welcome to the Marketing Times Analytics Podcast. I'm on today with Aaron Kaufman. Aaron, tell us a little bit about yourself. Thanks for having me, Alex. Uh, yeah, I'm Aaron Kaufman. I currently working at Gartner on their people analytics team in their HR department. So kind of a new, different kind of venture than previous roles. I previously was in marketing analytics for a little while, both digital and then in advertising for a little bit. But yeah, very excited about a little bit of a change of pace and kind of a new way to apply analytics. So it's been really great so far. Awesome. Um, and what's your educational background? Yeah, I went to the University of Maryland that graduated in 2019 and got to double major there in marketing and supply chain management. So that's kind of what got me started on the marketing analytics path as well. So tell me about the process of building an analytics dashboard. Uh, yeah, I'd say the first step tends to always be just really trying to understand what the purpose of the dashboard is and like, what users are looking to get out of it. And really just making sure that's well established from the start and kind of along with that, it, really knowing who the main audience is. I think that really kind of shapes how you build the dashboard itself and also just kind of helps helps you to kind of guide what information to include, whether it's kind of a client, you didn't be wary of what you're showing them to make sure you're not kind of putting anything in that could distract from the message they should be getting. And maybe it could be for like upper level management or senior leaders. And they're just looking for like kind of that incrementality view of what a like kind of a quick glimpse of how things are doing. And so kind of have to cater to that, but really understanding who that end user is so that you can kind of do those slight tweaks to make it as relevant as possible. And then from there, and I guess going along with that is really understanding what the most important KPIs are that the audience focuses on or kind of what the kind of going along with what the purpose of it is and make sure that you're kind of including maybe some other ones that kind of tie into or kind of support that the main APIs and not including any that kind of aren't necessary. Then after that, I'd say is kind of like the kind of data cleaning and exporting and kind of prep process, which is kind of varied in the roles I've had so far. But the first one I had, we had a data science team that really kind of did all that nitty gritty, dirty work of like the cleaning and the kind of prepping and getting the data into Tableau. And then the last role that I had in the advertising space, we kind of managed that whole process of exporting the data from the different platforms and cleaning it up and kind of getting it into analysis ready format. And so kind of, I'd say, yeah, that comes next. And then building the visualization with that data and kind of using all that previously determined information, whether it's the KPIs or kind of just, yeah, being weary of those kind of things you establish from the start. And then maybe holding a couple different, like maybe feedback sessions with stakeholders or just meeting with them along the way to kind of make sure it's kind of shaping up how everybody intended it to. Yeah, so on that note, what are some tips for dealing with difficult stakeholders? I would say one thing that's helped me, I feel like I know it's a little bit of a cliche answer that I've been pretty lucky to not have too many difficult ones or really kind of experienced that. But I'd say the one thing that has helped in those sort of situations is really just coming prepared with kind of whatever, kind of whatever you need when the results maybe don't, aren't as favorable as people intended, or there's kind of an unsuccessful campaign or just something that didn't go according to plan. I think just really coming prepared with any context around like year over year comparisons to maybe like show, kind of explain it that way or something about seasonality or outside factors or just kind of having that 
in your toolkit to like talk about when that comes up because I feel like when you just kind of have those bad results or that kind of that unfavorable outcome and you don't really have anything to share, then they kind of sometimes could question the data quality or kind of the work that you put into it and kind of could open up some doors that or go down that path that kind of yeah might kind of open up a can of worms. And so just really coming prepared with whatever context you need and kind of yeah, having that ready to go for those kind of difficult conversations that come up. Yeah, that's interesting. It definitely makes sense. Um, having an understanding of what's going on and why certain numbers appear the way they are, it kind of makes the process of analyzing the dashboard a lot less stressful. Um, because if a stakeholder asks a question that for something that sticks out, and then you don't know why, then they're going to try to figure it out on the spot. And it's going to be very stressful. And they may go in a direction you don't want. And so that's that's another good reason why... Um, you know, it's, it's worth thinking ahead of time about anything that sticks out and why that might be the case. Definitely. And yeah, always definitely like appropriate and the right questions to ask too. And so it's really just kind of on you. I feel like to just kind of provide the context that will help it and not kind of steer it down a path that it shouldn't be going down. Yeah, that's a good point. It's the value of feedback, you know, during development. Where is the demand in the analytics market right now in terms of insights? Are people are looking for incrementality, MTA, machine learning, or something else? I feel like in the experience I've had so far, there's been a really big focus on incrementality, whether it's been like the client-facing role I've had or just one where we kind of present a lot to like kind of senior leaders and upper-level management. They always just really want to know what the spend or what kind of the money that they're approving or like spending is doing and whether that's like the effect it has on a conversion rate or clicks or it seems like there's just kind of like a, a strong demand to really want to know like what impact or kind of like what yeah what kind of came out of whatever it was that you did whether it was an analysis or a campaign or a project then yeah it definitely makes sense as these people aren't kind of in the maybe not in like the weeds with the data every day and really just kind of want to get the story that is kind of coming out of it and so it seems to be kind of a focus on incrementality with maybe some always kind of some like talks of some maybe more like machine learning or kind of like some yeah some talk about like ideas for projects that would kind of sway a little bit more towards the machine learning side in the future so that definitely kind of seems to be the path that maybe we're headed toward but it seems like for the time being there's a big focus on kind of incrementality in order to have a machine learning algorithm you need to have a very strong data pipeline that can feed it on an ongoing basis and that is kind of the first step. If you wanted to capitalize on this by learning a set of skills that would be valuable, um, given that the hypothetical future of uh, having these machine learning models kind of run a lot of the strategy around marketing investment, what skills would you want to build to succeed in that future environment? Hmm. I definitely say just making sure kind of all your ducks are in a row and kind of with the different tools and languages, whether it's like Python or SQL or just kind of getting really advanced with Excel. I think there's so many kind of resources out there to do that and like very affordable ones or free ones that kind of have all the kind of all the info you need. And so just making sure that kind of whatever the model like will entail or ask in that regard that kind of you're, yeah, I'd say just making sure you're really up to speed with whether it's like one of those languages or the different, like a tool or what it may be, but 
I'd say really just making making good use of those resources that are out there. Yeah, I'm actually, I want to challenge that. Um, I think that the increased automation will, um, I think right now, because marketing is changing and uh, becoming so much more automated and analytical, there is a disproportionate benefit to those with data skills. As marketing matures and the technology we use becomes more integrated and there are clearer winners in some of the um, tools that we use. So, and what I mean is most um, businesses, marketing structures are going to look more similar over time, right? It's like our cell phones all look the same because the consumers have found this like really good form factor that works for everybody. So, um, so assuming that marketing is moving in that direction, um, and we'll have fewer, um, you know, tools for marketing, it'll just be more centralized than even it is now. Um, I would say that the need for complex data skills is going to actually decrease to a more reasonable level. And for that reason, I, and I think that once that happens, we'll have models that tell us all of the strategic decisions that right now we have to employ really smart analytics people to answer. And so once that's done, we're going to move to a more, I think like retro marketing era. I, I, I think that's what's gonna happen. I think we're going to like finally answer all of these questions that every company is trying to answer and then we're going to realize that like it it's not about that and we and we're probably going to start moving i think as an industry uh, back to like original marketing the kind that really stuck in your head because that's the only kind, that's the only part that really can never be given to the machines is that creative element so i would say given that we're moving in this direction go for the creative side go for the strategy side or the, um, you know, the more like decision-making side rather than just pure data. I think that um, it's going to be very valuable for the next few years. So maybe do that as a sprint, but ultimately long-term it's those strategy uh, skills that's going to benefit the most. What do you think about that? Yeah, that's interesting. And yeah, definitely, definitely would agree there. I was curious. I know you said long-term, like how far away do you think we are from kind of that? state probably like 10 years from be from having everything from having that data pipeline from consumer to machine learning models that output you know a marketing mix and having that like having a clear winner in the industry i think probably yeah in like 10 years or something that's just my gut though um i can't say for sure gotcha yeah, I feel like that'll definitely be an interesting point to get to because I feel like that is kind of a big, like in the, the work I've gotten to do so far, like that kind of seems to be like some, what some of the biggest questions are. And that seems like it would definitely kind of take care of a lot of like the desires that people have in the current moment. So it'd be interesting to see kind of kind of what that does for just like the, the way people think and kind of what like the next kind of questions and challenges would be after that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's interesting. I I do a lot of thinking about 
the value that businesses provide. And what's interesting is that ubiquity or um, connect like different products connecting with each other, especially when they're related to data, is becoming much, much more um, common nowadays. Nowadays, it's almost table stakes to have your um, bot or whatever uh, uh, service you're paying for on the internet to connect to another service where you can potentially like tap into the activity that's going on with that primary service. So a good example is I have a LinkedIn bot and that bot, um, you know, reaches out to people and asks them, you know, specific people and asks them to be on the podcast. And I can actually get the data from all of that. And there's just like an API connection. And from there I can like, I can do quite a bit. Um, it really is just whatever you want to do with all of that data. I choose to do nothing with it because I don't, I don't really like email lists. I, first of all, I, I hate being on other people's email lists. So it feels a little bit unethical to keep in, keep one myself. <laughs> it's table stakes now for everything to connect and that this will just continue. So now instead of like different companies having to hand off data, it'll just be one company that does more and more of that process until you have like Google can only do so much of your marketing activity. You're never going to just have Google like Google could, well, you could totally just do Google, but for a humongous organization, they wouldn't because there's too much demand, um, in other areas that you have to pick up on as well. Um, but, but general, but eventually that, that will all fall. Maybe it will fall under Google. Maybe that'll be the winner. Um, or HubSpot could expand or Snowflake could take their position in enterprise and, and expand it. There's, there's no telling who will, uh, ultimately, uh, you know, win. I, you know, I can't say, but somebody will, it would definitely be somebody. Don't you think? Yeah, definitely. The consolidation piece too has been kind of a recurring theme that I've seen kind of come up a couple of different times now, just in making things so much easier for like clients or whoever kind of that end user is. And so, yeah, it seems like kind of a really exciting kind of future for, it seems like that'll really benefit a lot of people. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, let me ask, uh, let me ask a different, let me, let me ask a different question. So are you more analytically or business minded and what is optimal for your role? I really should say our role because we have like the same role. Um, I don't know if the listeners can tell we have a fairly similar personality type, uh, or at least <laughs> inclination, uh, towards like what we do, but go ahead. Yeah, I feel, or I guess I like to think maybe mine is a little bit more business minded. And I think speaking in terms of like, what would be more optimal for this type of role? I would definitely say the business mind is what, what kind of sets you apart just because I think the projects that I've seen be most impactful are ones where they're kind of like outside of your day-to-day responsibilities, but something that you kind of conjure up or like a new dashboard or analysis that kind of addresses a business need or kind of improves a process or something like that, that really requires you to kind of think critically and like understand the conversations that are taking place and kind of act on them. And so I'd say the ability to kind of do that and recognize where opportunity is, is really what's going to make a big impact and set you apart. And I think just from speaking with people who do a lot of interviews too, like who conduct the interviews and haven't gotten to sit in on a few of them, it seems like a recurring theme is that there's so many people that have kind of the analytical background and kind of like the technical, the technical kind of like prowess for the role. And then you get to like behavioral questions or like 
asking about like a time where they kind of improved the process or something like that. And that there seems to be kind of a big drop off. So yeah, I'd say having kind of like that business mind to really like make your analytical skills useful is really what's going to, I think, set you apart and set you up for success. I think we can all agree. There's a lot of stuff that could be communicated more visually um, that's currently communicated in Excel. And if it were, then the rate of transmission of insights across an organization would would increase because people have a better attention span for data that looks more pleasant rather than looking at like a thousand cells. And that's that's a humongous piece of value that we can bring that um, that isn't talked about it that much. It's it's kind of the visualization component. Do you want to talk to that? Yeah, I feel like yeah, that kind of ties back to what we were saying before about how like you really need to kind of like the analytics process of really understanding like who the stakeholder is or who you're presenting to and what information you want to be sharing. It really I can't be understated like the piece of like not including too much in there that could kind of distract from what the message should be and really kind of kind of like there, I mean, there's so many like different metrics that are available in these reporting platforms and so much you could share. And it really is like, it's just so kind of important what you do decide to show where you decide to show it. And I think the communication piece too, like kind of, I feel like being kind of early in my career, like that was something I definitely didn't realize coming in. I thought like, being somebody who was on the shire and like introverted side, this would be kind of a role that would really be good for that. And, wouldn't really you can kind of just like be tucked away in the data and that would be it but it really has been definitely a big wake-up call that you it really is all about the communication and kind of acting on feedback from stakeholders and taking their feedback into account for a future analysis and it really like it doesn't matter how many good the analysis is or how much work you put into it or kind of what it's showing but all like as long you really need to be able to communicate it and kind of put it into a format that kind of conveys that one message that you're trying to get across. Yeah, that made me think, um, you know, marketing analytics is a surprisingly political role. It, would you agree with that? Um, I guess, what do you mean by So that? let me explain. It, it, basically, there is, there is a lot of power behind analytics. You can make most things look good or bad, and it's up to our judgment to be fair and honest and transmit a truthful story. And we see a lot of times where people don't do that. And um, and so I'm very honest, you know, about the power that this has because I think we should be. The way analytics is supposed to work is the analytics goes first and then the story comes second. But if you have, um, if you want to get creative, you can kind of have an idea of what this story is going to be. Everybody always has an idea. It's like a hypothesis. So you have, an, you have a hypothesis and you want to prove it. And um, the better your analysts are, the easier it is to do this over and over again um, for different ideas. And you can kind of like, once you get an analysis, once you get some like real truthful numbers behind a decision, it's a lot easier to push through. So executives love analysts because they support them with real data that justifies what, you know, the, the initiatives that they're building so it's obviously such a powerful role, but also that means that whenever you're dealing with executives, you know, there's going to be politics involved and you don't expect that because we're, we're closer to scientists than we are to executives. 
as analytics people, right? The industry itself leans technical. So it shouldn't be, it should be less political than um, maybe like creative art, which of course is interpretive. And, you know, I'm sure like, it seems like that's where, or, or actual politics is political, right? But, but data's, you know, data really shouldn't be. Um, however, as somebody in the industry, it's more than you would expect looking from the outside. How do you think? Yeah. I mean, you don't, you don't have to agree. I'm, I'm curious how you feel about it. No, I definitely would agree with that. And yeah, just with there being kind of so much on the line with the amount of spend that's like put into marketing and kind of what goes into like the planning process and all that, you definitely always want, seems like, I mean, you always want to kind of frame it in a positive light as to not, not to, I guess maybe cover your tracks is the right word, but yeah, you definitely could kind of see that like political aspect leaking in of like just kind of what goes into how you frame it. And yeah, you definitely want to, you don't want to ever show like kind of that you're all that planning or all that spend like just kind of went to waste or it makes it seem like a poor reflection on the people that worked on it. And so yeah, I could definitely see kind of that playing out and so far. Yeah, it's like we can see the external forces acting upon the that job function. Like it's very like it's like you can count on it in a sense. Definitely. And having been, I mean, still kind of new to this current role, but people analytics too, with it being a role and kind of a topic that really is like kind of not 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 two ways about it, but it's really just like so representative people's performance and that sort of thing. It's kind of, you got to tread a little bit lightly sometimes for sure. I think, um, I, 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 I'm feeling, or I'm, I'm thinking of the term, um, don't kill the messenger and, and how that relates to this role. Cause in, in a lot of ways we are the messenger. Would you agree? Oh, definitely. And I feel like that's definitely one of the most enjoyable parts about it too, is kind of being able to bridge that gap between, kind of all this data that we have available to us and that we're taking in and then kind of these end users that are making decisions on it or kind of presenting it or kind of whatever, or just kind of finding out how things went or getting understanding of performance. It's, I feel like that's one of the most exciting parts about the role is kind of getting to bridge that gap and kind of be valuable in that sense. And yeah, it's like kind of tying back to what, into what we were saying before. That's what makes it so fun too, is kind of get it, like getting to kind of design it how you want to and kind of pick and choose what information to include and, it's really a unique spot to be in and a fun one to kind of be able to kind of serve as that liaison. Yeah. Like a good analyst. It's, it's almost like part of our job is mining and mining for insights. And you can, you can almost imagine it uh, like an allegory, like actually mining, like, you know, and you, some people just pull a giant rock out of the ground, like their first day, you know, and they're like, Holy crap. And then like, everybody talks about it that actually happens. Like, um, like anybody can pull any insight that can be massively valuable to the business. In fact, the simpler it is, the better. It's like anybody can do it. It's just about asking that question that nobody's asked. And that's how you mine it. Um, it, it makes me think of simulation theory in a sense that, you know, this is just a, you know, part of this job. The reason why it may be so highly valued is because the whole job is to ask questions that haven't been answered in certain business areas and then answer them in new ways in order to improve the strategy of that entity. And so it is very much like a computational um, program. Like we are the program. 
And, and that's part of our job to, cre- you know, create this value out of essentially just disparate pieces that most people could not put together in, in this way. So, and so would you agree with that, that it's like kind of like oddly algorithmic of a, of a profession? Oh yeah, definitely. And I think like sometimes getting to like kind of take a step back and think about that too, in terms of like kind of the trajectory since you started and like kind of what you've been able to like kind of where you steer things and the impact that you've had. It's for lack of a better word, really cool just to kind of get that perspective sometimes. And yeah, you kind of are like kind of do have your hands on the wheel and you are kind of like steering the ship a little bit. And so it is kind of, I, yeah, I definitely agree with that and say it's a really kind of exciting part of, of the job. Oh, this is uh okay. So I'm going to ask you an age old question, something that <laughs> executives struggle with something that, John Hamm of Mad Men would struggle with. Here's the, here's the question. What is the value of analytics to a business? I would say it really just is kind of the tell all kind of kind of like the tell all piece of what whether what you're doing is working or not. It really just helps you to like kind of across all asset like kind of aspects of it whether it's marketing or product or people it really just helps you to kind of increase your efficiency and productivity and kind of helps you to plan and optimize for the future. And I think especially just because the people who tend to be the, the consumers of the dashboards or the analysis are kind of like folks who, like we said, aren't really in the data day to day and don't have maybe the same skill set. It's like the, the, the insights that come out of the analysis are so impactful for them, usually in terms of like steering their strategy and kind of where the business goes and really kind of yeah, kind of steers that ship. And so it, I'd say it just really kind of is that like kind of tell all like piece that, yeah, people it, just to kind of like steer the business. And yeah. Yeah. I like to think about it like um, in the 15, if you gave explorers in the 1500s a GPS and they could just use that to, um, you know, explore the earth, it would be so much easier. You know, they would know if they're going in the right direction towards where they want to go, right? And that that extra set of eyes is like, um, it, it adds a dimension to your um, your your probability or your your success. Like it it or like, your operations would be a better way to put it. Like it it gives you more uh, things you can do. Like you don't have to worry about are we getting, are we in the, going in the direction of our goal? We could uh, ask more complex questions like what is the most efficient path towards, not just is it out there or how far is it, but what is the journey we must take to get there? And um, that is an incredibly powerful tool. And that's what we have today for businesses. So it's, it's as powerful and as monumental for businesses today as giving a GPS navigator to Christopher Columbus, in my opinion. Definitely. And really like kind of such a wide range of like questions that you're hoping to answer too, whether it's like just a simple thing, like you change something on a website and you want to see like kind of like a side by side, like test to see which one is more successful or maybe like something that I've seen like the last year or so is like retention rates for employees and wanting to like understand how COVID has affected that. And it's really just kind of like how you 
yeah, how you like understand how things are doing and really just kind of unlocks so many different like strategies and yeah, kind of applicable just across the board, it seems. Yeah, absolutely. So um, we kind of talked about this earlier, but um, just want to close out on it. What are some of the skills that somebody would need to build to go down your career path? Yeah, I'd definitely say Excel and like kind of those tools are a big one and just really getting like a good comfortability with that as you're going to be using them day to day. So like Excel, SQL and Tableau and making use of maybe some of like the free or affordable resources out there is that they are pretty plentiful. But I'd say, especially like for more entry level roles, I feel like when I was applying to them and whatnot, there wasn't too much of a focus on the tools themselves. And they really just want to see that you had a kind of an analytical mindset and could like work through a problem and that sort of thing. And so I'd say really just kind of getting into that frame of thinking and kind of like, even if you don't have experience with tools and whatnot, just kind of like getting examples of that from your past roles and make, like you can make so many different things applicable to an analysis job or like an analytics job. And so really just making sure that you're kind of in that state of mind, like in that frame of mind, I feel like is probably more important than the tools themselves. But I'd say maybe since some of the roles don't expect you to have them, it could really make you stand out though to have some like maybe beginner level experience with SQL or R, kind of some of those different tools. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, yeah, nothing to really add. Um, I, w I would say, uh, oh, uh, what about topics, though? Like, what about topics to explore and learn about, um, such as uh, how to um, how to value or, or how multi-touch attribution works or different types of attribution or um, how do we do demand forecasting or, you know, or how do you use Google Trends or something like what what topic areas would you recommend learning in addition to these like very core fundamental skills? Yeah, definitely the ones you mentioned, but I feel like maybe the most important piece to have coming in is kind of what we were talking about before, just the ability to like present effectively and really communicate. I feel like at least from my experience, like going into analytics, I definitely didn't expect the levels of those that we have. And so it wasn't really I guess maybe as prepared as I should have been in that sort of sense. And so really making sure that you like learn how to communicate effectively and like, are able to present to kind of get out of your comfort zone with that. I feel like that's, especially early on in your career, since you are asked to, to do that a lot, I feel like that will really kind of could set you apart early on. And yeah, I feel like you're really able to like, kind of like change the trajectory, even if it's not like the most, maybe impactful or exciting project, like the way you present it is really kind of how like kind of determines how it's going to be received and perceived and whatnot. And so really the ability to do that effectively, I feel like is maybe one of the most important pieces. Yeah, that's a great point. The analytics function in any business is a high visibility function. And what that means is that you are very visible to high ranking executives at that company. And the reason why is because you're delivering very important information for them to make decisions with. So it's necessary for you to have communication with them and to present data and such on a somewhat regular basis. I mean, reporting is a, is a very big part of analytics. Um, either building reports, if you're starting out, you're going to be building the reports. Then you're going to be 
eventually presenting the reports. Um, and then you'll be making decisions based on other people presenting the reports to you. <laughs> and then, you know, you can go wherever you want. I mean, those are like those three orders of magnitude kind of in, in the career, right? Or like the three major rungs that you may climb uh, if, you're, if you're doing that track, right? <laughs> kind of interesting. Definitely. Yeah. You feel like you lucked out with analytics? It wasn't as hot um, when we were studying in school. Yeah, I feel like, on, in terms of that, I feel like all, so much of it has been kind of learning on, kind of on the job, just because I feel like maybe, like, I feel like the marketing education maybe it needs a little bit of a refresh, just because it's changed so much in recent years with kind of like, the tools and especially on the analysis side, I feel like there was never too big of a focus on that. So it's really been, I feel like kind of rewarding and interesting to kind of like be kind of learn, learning a lot of it on the job and kind of through different resources that are out there and kind of learning as you go a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a great point. It's, you know, but I don't think that's, well, uh, yeah, I don't think that's going to be the model eventually. I think, um, if anybody like, uh, probably like 10 to 15 years in the future, I just think we're going to drop so much in the technical side of this role just because it's so messy. It is so messy. Everybody wants a different way to measure. And if you measure, um, the way you measure determines the success of the program. Um, if you measure a, this is an Einstein quote, a fish, on its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it's stupid. Because the fish should not be judged by that metric. It should maybe be judged on how fast it can swim. It's much more fair. Um, but uh, there's always in, you know, in a business going to be conflicting forces. And eventually, one will generally win out and determine the perspective that marketing is viewed under. Some CMOs are really cool. <laughs> Some are ruthless. Um, and it and the way you measure is how that is determined. If they are measuring in a way that um, only values the last touch or the first touch, or if or let's say that you only want to look at the cost for all of your marketing activity, but there isn't a lot of reception to attribution values. You know, whatever your numbers you're looking at will determine if you look successful or not. So that's a, it's a really interesting part. Like how you measure is how you, is already in, you know, almost in advance will determine if you will look good or bad at the end of the year. So that's like a very big part to be careful of. Definitely. And definitely interesting too, thinking about kind of like the skill set moving kind of away from the technical side more kind of towards that strategic side, like you were saying, kind of what the implications of that will be and maybe like kind of how like the candidacy changes. And yeah, it'll be really interesting to kind of follow that storyline as well. Yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah, that that was the that was the ultimate point. Thank you for kind of closing that out. Yeah. Like majorly reduced politics because once once you can close the gap between spend and return and the decision to spend tomorrow. 
So that the, the full cycle, um, like let's spend the hundred, $100 today, see how efficient it was, see the outcome and decide how much we're going to spend tomorrow and where based on all that we've learned so far. And, uh, that's that cycle currently takes probably four or five separate technologies at a minimum for any enterprise. And, uh, we, we're going to, re- we're going to reduce that over time. Like there's just going to be, eventually there's going to be four and then three and somebody, somebody's going to close that loop. That person's going to, and, and I think that now that, now that I think about it a little bit more, it's probably going to be around the web 3.0 time. So like when, when we enter, and I don't know a lot about it, but I know that it's crypto based and it's the future of the internet and it's going to operate differently than the current internet. And it's going to be a lot more hard to advertise in companies are going to have to rely on first party data a lot more and marketing is going to be a lot more consensual which i think is a phenomenal direction and with that we will probably have more fully automated and anonymized marketing systems that reduces legal liabilities hack you know hack uh, risks um and also reduces politics so it's it's a win 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 um, which is why I believe that we're moving there because it's there's it's really tough to fight against something when everybody wins from it. Like you can just kind of tell we're moving in that direction. Yeah, and it'll definitely be interesting kind of to see, I mean, if that does kind of like disintegrate the political side of it too, kind of, I mean, yeah, like you were saying, it does that does play such like kind of a big role in it today. So it'd be really cool and kind of, yeah, interesting to kind of see what effect that has and kind of, yeah, how that plays out. Generally, the analytics role will become less political. Yeah, that's going to be great. Once we all collectively decide what to measure and how. I want to thank you for coming on, Aaron. This has been really, really great. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's been definitely exciting getting to talk to you. You as well. Thank you very much. All righty. And thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll talk to you soon.